Food, finance, and politics, and basically whatever I want to talk about. All right, welcome to Wiseology. We have a special guest today, uh, Mark Iacono, the founder and owner of Lucali. Um, Mark, and he's a dear friend of mine as well, so that's even better. Well, maybe not after this interview, he won't be uh, a friend, but I'm hoping so. Uh, Mark, welcome and thanks for taking the time. No, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, the pleasure's all mine. We'll see. You can judge if the pleasure is yours at the end. Oh, you're making me a little nervous now. <laughs> I don't know what I'm in for. Well, um, I want to talk, first of all, can we talk a little about the neighborhood that we're in right now? Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. Sure. Um, and you grew up here. That is um, correct. I've been here 53 years. So what do you love, in addition to it being your hometown, what do you love about, what makes Carroll Gardens so great. I know what, why I think it's great, but it has a completely different meaning to me than it does to you. I mean, for me, it's all about nostalgia. You know, I was born and raised here, had an amazing childhood. Um, even my adult life, you know, the neighborhood's just been very, very good to me. Well, it, it's, I mean, it, it, it truly is a neighborhood. And for those that haven't been here, uh, it's it's pretty special. Not only the, I mean the restaurant's very special, but the neighborhood itself with the tree-lined streets. It's mostly residential, and unlike most neighborhoods in New York, they've become you don't have the intermix of commercial with residential, right? As opposed to like walking in Manhattan or say in Williamsburg, where you see throngs of retail or restaurants. Yeah, it's it's, it's like a little town with its main street running through it. I mean, it's really, it's really kind of special. What, um, uh, let's talk a little about, before we talk about um, pizza, which is why we're really here, but I, I'd like to know um, how, listen, for those of you who don't know that haven't been here, uh, Lucali is a very successful, super respected, probably one of the top five pizza restaurants uh, in the United States, if not the world. And um, I will tell you that um, one of the great things about it is not only the location, um, the, the decor, but Mark. Mark is, I mean, he, and he's the man. His recipes, it, it, it's just an incredible experience. It's a true New York experience. It's a true pizza experience. But, uh, and you can't get in, there's lines. And I want to talk a little about COVID, and then we can talk about the actual product itself. And I want to know how have you had, I want to talk about the adversity that you faced when this first started and how you've adjusted your business accordingly. I mean, before this happened, business was booming, busting at the seams. Yes. So it happens, you shut down for a while. No, we, we stayed open uh, from day one. But um, you can, did you change your business model? Absolutely. I mean, we, we needed to adapt to uh, what was happening. One of the things we did was we changed the hours. I was doing this. Um, my concerns were, from my own personal experience uh, in the beginning, there was no food on the shelves you know, in the markets. Um, the lines were ridiculous. And, and basically, I wanted, you know, I, I, I originally stayed open. I was like, people need to eat. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to do this. I'll make it safe. And then my, head, my uh, staff, they were like, no, we're doing this with you. Like, you know, they stepped right up. And, you know, 
I, I don't think I've yet to give them the thank you they deserve. And I, I would like to take this opportunity to do so. Not only them, the customers, with everything that was going on in the industry, not just pizzerias, the whole restaurant industry, food and beverage, the community um, was super supportive and they showed it. And it was an amazing experience. And in return, I decided to do a community kitchen, which didn't go too well. <laughs> um, no one showed up. Um, maybe we should have did that in, in, a, in, in a different area where it was needed more. But it seemed like everyone here was fending for themselves and doing fine as far as eating goes. You live in a very, it's like a very communal atmosphere in, this, in the neighborhood here. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm assuming that most people looked after each other. Yes. You know, like the elderly. Yeah. Or, you uh, know, yeah, oh, there was a lot of that going on. People were bringing pies to the elderly, you know. It was one of the things, you know, again, this is just such an amazing place to live. Well, I don't know, I don't know if you caught, did you catch the Dave Chappelle interview with with Letterman? No. Um, you know, Dave Chappelle goes in this whole thing and, they, you know, they try to get into politics. Letterman tries to get into his politics. And and Chappelle, who grow, who still, like you, lives in the town that he grew up in, a very small community. And he said, you got to focus on the community where you live and then everything will grow from there. It's the same, that, like commu- that community living, if everyone focuses on their community. It just makes the world a better place. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's refreshing to hear you say that as well. Makes life that much easier. Um, so, uh, what did you? How did you actually change? Like, did you? You became more of a focus on on takeout business, obviously, because there was no dining. You weren't yeah, allowed no, to dine. No, strictly in. takeout. And and historically, the restaurant. If what I mean, what percentage? Can you, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about that, but the percentage of business that you were doing in takeout, but pre-COVID. Versus, obviously, when 100% takeout yeah. post-COVID, but you were doing more business because your takeout business wasn't as great during the... Um, I wouldn't say my takeout business wasn't great. It was just that we really couldn't supply the demand. Right, because the, 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 the you know, in-house you know, service the, suffered? The focus was you know, pretty much based on, on the in-house service. You know, There's only so many pizzas one can make in a night. You know, isn't that the case? People's like, oh, why don't you extend your dining room for what? I'm still going to make the same amount of pizza. <laughs> Those sitting are just going to wait longer for it now. Right. You know, um, I mean, there was a there was a huge increase in sales, but you know that was also due to we, we added 25 hours to the work week. You know, we added uh, uh, you know we normally closed on Tuesdays. We were open seven days a week. You know, I was I worked probably sometimes maybe forty days straight without a day off. Wow! Yeah, that's impressive. We had a protocol. Um, you know, if you know the girls wanted to work, guys wanted to work, um, help out, uh, but there was a protocol that you needed to follow. And one of them broke po- protocol, and you know we we sh- I was like, that's it. We're shutting down. Um, fourteen days. We're all going to quarantine, and you know, because no one really really knew what was ha- going on and you know at that time but yeah we, but then you know it was like that it was 40 days straight that's impressive but, you know and you again know, and then we took a day off and then worked another 30 days straight well to be fair is like i mean i'm not i'm not in the business anymore other than i do some consulting work but to be fair you're one of the hardest working owner operators that i know if not if not the hardest um 
and because you're not only doing recipes. One of, one of. I am, you know. Okay, well, you're not only. Well, you're not only doing recipes. Uh, I, I, you know what? Let me just let me rephrase it. In the pizza world, okay, in the, in, in the pizza world, you're not only are you doing the recipes yourself. You know, because some people don't do their own recipes; they have other people working for them do them. Um, and you also do a lot of the maintenance yourself to the, yes, the place, yes. and you also do a lot of construction. Yes. And I noticed, I noticed out front, you know, your beautiful outdoor dining area that you, the ad hoc dining area because of Corona. Um, did you build that yourself? I'm no, assuming you no, did not do that. No, I did not. I did not. Um, I would have loved to have done that, done it, but I was just so spent um it, it you know when they said we were allowed to do this um i was probably one of the last ones to go up in the neighborhood um and then i stared at it for three weeks before i used it i had a hard time transitioning back to the subnorm, like seating right um was it a mental thing, you think, or yes? But but and and at yes. this point, when you built that, I'm assuming you're already doing these. You've already done the the 40 day stint. You took the break. A 30 and a the 30. Day, you know, right, a break right. was a day. Right. And, and and I really wasn't, you know, and I spent that day catching up on all the stuff. Right. You 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 want to talk about a mental thing? Um, and I I think a lot of people realize this during COVID. When as, as I mentioned earlier, we closed for 14 days. We were open for about, I don't know, it may have been like a month. And then all of a sudden we had to close. It's so difficult to close your restaurant. And just like, you know, you want to go on vacation. But when you do so, you're putting people out of work. You're putting, you're pissing people off. You know, you're filled with this guilt, right? Um... You have to worry about it. You know, you close. Employees might not come back. There are all these things you have to worry about. So when, when we decided to quarantine, you know, I was like, I felt a little bit of a weight lifted off my chest because of the COVID. Listen, it's COVID. I can close. You can't be mad. You know, I was, I was closing with a little bit of a clearer head. We spent the day um, breaking down, you know, and everyone left and I was sitting here for about two hours and, you know, I was like, I'm going to catch up on, you know, stuff that I need to do around the house. I'm going to spend more time with my daughter. Um, I'm going to do some work on the restaurant. You know, I was excited to do all these things. I shut the door and I put the lock on. And as soon as that lock clicked, as soon as I heard the click, it was like a switch. And my brain turned off. Turned off to the restaurant or turned off, period? To life. Oh, to life. I, I turned into a potato. Like, and, and, and something that I'll mention later on, you'll understand why. Um, people don't really, I mean, take into, they don't realize what it is to run your own business, especially a restaurant. It's seven days a week and it's, it's, it's pretty much 24 hours a day. You, you go home, like, you know, I get home at, at you know, 12 o'clock at night. I go to bed with it on my brain. I wake up at 7.30 in the morning. I'm here by 8, and it just, it's day after day after day. 
even when you're not physically working. And you take it home with you too. You so do. It you do. You know, when you're home, you're worrying if the if your staff is treating is uh, treating your 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 patrons, you know, uh, properly, and, and and that the food's coming out okay. The suppliers you're, show up. You're constantly worrying about these things. What happened to me was, and like I said, I wanted to do all these things. I finally had time to do stuff, and basically, I got here at eight o'clock in the morning. I went home for dinner at around six was back here by 7.30 till about 2 in the morning. For That lasted for 11 days. Do you know what I was doing the whole time? I can't imagine. Watching Netflix. <laughs> it's funny because I, 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 I know turned, the feeling. When you turn Netflix on, sometimes you can't turn it off. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't that. Just it mindless, wasn't that. It was like escape. my brain was like, you are not doing anything. You've been going hard for seven years, eight years straight. I'm not letting you. That's it. And on that 11th day, you know, I I woke up the next morning and I went right back to it. I spent the next three days getting my restaurant ready to open up again and doing whatever work I, I, you know, I, that I wanted to do. I spent those three days doing that, and it was back to squeezing four days of work into two. That's our life, you know, and people don't realize that. And people are like, oh, I want to open up a restaurant and this, that, that. I was like, oh, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> it's like you're damn, you know, if, you, if you're not successful, you're, uh, and if you are successful. <laughs> you're, uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So now, now listen, this might be um, a difficult question or maybe not. Do you remember the last show that you were watching on Netflix that ended your 14-day four, your Netflix binge? What was the last episode where you finally said, all right, I've had enough? It wasn't a question of having enough. You no, know? you just, your brain switched. What was the yeah. show that- um, you- I, I forget the name of the show. Kim's Convenience, I think it was. I don't, I don't know. It's this, uh, you know, <laughs> convenience store in Seattle somewhere, Seattle, Washington, you know. Oh, so yeah. it was like a documentary thing. It no, was- no, no. It was like a, t- a, a, a TV show. Oh, yeah? Yeah, kind of like a regular sitcom. Huh. Yeah. Well, there you go. That, that was the trigger. It was a pretty good show, too. <laughs> All right. So you're back. So, so you're back. You've done. And no, I know. Well, I- not, not to like, you know, the, like, and what happened was um, I, I had to fly out to. Mexico on business and you know uh, my daughter was about to start high school and her mom is like you know maybe I was like all right you want to take her away take her away I says you know we figured out where you you know go on vacation you know take her to Aruba before she starts high school and when my daughter found out I wasn't going she was like dad you know you and I haven't been on a vacation together in almost eight years. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you know, we spend time together. Like, She goes, no, but I mean an actual vacation. It's been eight years. Yeah, that's I was pretty like, no, powerful. you're wrong. You're wrong. That can't be possible. Can't be possible. And sure enough, she... You know, showed, listen, this is the last time we were away together. And, and, and I look at this, and, and then, like, you know, I was like, oh, all, all, all right, let me think about this. And, um, you know, and then I looked at a photo 
of that vacation. And she was this little girl. And I was like, I, I kind of like, I, you know, I went downstairs in my office and I just like broke down. I started crying. And I uh, flew down the next, uh, the day after she flew down. And uh, we just had such an amazing time together. And, and I was like, I, I pretty much, for the first time, flipped the bird at my own restaurant. I was like, I'm out. I'm going. I don't care. I don't care about anything, you know. And people don't realize that when you, you know, a lot of people don't take that into consideration. Well, they don't take, you know, that, that, and by the way, that's true. Not only, I mean, it's especially true in the restaurant business uh, because you're so attached to the business, but that's also true in non-rest, in regular business. Some people get so like drawn into their work that they forget and it's not it's not malicious it's no, not, no 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 like 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 you know my you know um when i was working at some of my other locations you know um you know my daughter would fly down but you know i was still working you know i you know we'd spend a day on the beach you know she'd come down from fort lauderdale uh meet me and, and but no, you know, that was like for a date, maybe to like an actual vacation. So now as a result of this great vacation you, you, you were able to have with your daughter, um, will that change how you approach future vacations with your daughter? Maybe you'll take a, a, some more extended time because you realize how precious that was this past vacation? Absolutely, absolutely. So but that I mean, yeah, like, a- you know, yeah, it's, yeah. Because it goes fast because like my does. oldest, who you know, uh, is now in college, and it's like I don't know when I'm coming home. So, and it you know it, it goes quick. You got four years left, and then it's college. You know, and, and, and like everything I do, basically in my life, especially when it comes to is for my daughter. You know, and here I am missing out on the most precious time, and and it you know. Like I says, COVID did a lot of things for people. Um, you know, even even though you know, I'm not. I don't want to sound insensitive to, you know, those we lost and the families you know who suffered. But you know, I, I did get some good out of it. Yeah. No. Listen. I, I, I think well, a lot of people did. Well, now you know, nine eleven did that for me, and that's why I decided to get into the restaurant business because I just. You know, I just didn't want to, I, I lost a lot of friends. I'm sure you lost friends. Uh, um, and, you know, these events, these, I don't want to say cataclysmic, even though that was a cataclysmic event, but these ground-shaping events like COVID, 9-11, um, they force us to look yeah, and, at, at and, things differently and, and you, give you, us different you, perspective. Yes, different, but, you, you know, you need to find that happy medium. Um, well, I'm glad, I'm glad that you were able to find that with your daughter. So I want to talk about, you know, listen, you do a lot of interviews, um, uh, on, on, you know, obviously on these huge media, these huge media outlets, you know, morning television, night television, late night television. Uh, you have a lot of celebrity friends. I am not one of them. Um, <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> but I would like to know, and I've a never- A friend is a friend. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. that is true. Um- and the, I'm, I'm thankful. The one benefit to COVID is that the celebrities aren't flying around, so I can get in here. Um, well, well, that was another thing, you know. Um, 
the lines are long. The lines are very long, but it made it also made it more accessible, accessible to customers that first timers. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about like people that I haven't seen in years. You know that were able to make because they're like, I'm not waiting on that line. You know, I'm not, and they, and they just refuse to do it. And uh, it, it, you know, that line disappeared because mostly that line became, you know, our business became very tourist driven. But guess what? COVID, there were no tourists. So it made it accessible for those, the for locals. the locals, you know? That's great. That's, I mean, I wish, I don't wish the tourists away from New York. No, no, But that's no, no. great that yes. you got to reconnect with people that felt they, they just thought they didn't want to deal with the line. Um, so, uh, I want to talk about where you get the name, where the actual Lucali name came from, how you came up with that name. This, again, was, uh, you know, the neighborhood candy shop. Right. That I, one of many. Um, this is the one that I grew up in. You know, we all had, everyone in the neighborhood had their own, you know, there was one on every other corner, sometimes two on a block, depending on what side of the street you lived on. That was your spot. Um, and this was Louis Candy Store. Um, and my daughter's name is Callie, and um, I was super appreciative of the landlord um, at you know Rosemary and her son Anthony, and also you know Louis was a special place to me, and you know I just wanted to pay homage to him, and, and but both for you know just because again Louis. And, and um, you know, Louis had passed, and and I, and I know you know it was a family-run business for years, and I'm, and I know it must have been really hard for them to turn the keys over to me, you know, and so I, I just felt it was the right thing to do. Not only that, it's a beautiful name. Well, no, it, well, no, it's it is a beautiful name, and you know because you know I, I, I've never heard that. Well, I I've I know that that the answer to that. Because you know you've shared that with me, but no one, not a lot of people know the name or the meaning, the meaning behind the, no, behind the no. name. They know the name all too well. Everyone um, thinks it's my last name. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're they're incorrect. But you know, for for those around the world, and you know, with the other locations, you know, people need to know where the new, the name Lucali comes from. And who the you know the founder? They need to know the the the, the name behind the name. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like also like the Farahs. That's not Dom's last name. It's Demarco. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you that don't know, Defaras is a a place on it's Avenue J, right? Avenue J, yes. Avenue J, and um, he's fifteenth. Um, yeah, and it's a, it's an incredible another incredible pizza place. Um, if you have the patience because it's bedlam to try to get pizza there. Oh, yeah. Um, I stood on that line many, many, many days. Um, well, now you are the modern version of that because people stand on line to have your pizza um, continually and, and repeatedly um, because it's that good. So um, I guess that, that's a good segue into, our, into my next question. Um, your favorite pizza, excluding your own, in New York, and I know it's a trick. It's not a trick question because every pizza is very subjective. Eh, I'm, I'm tired of hearing. No, it's subjective. No, it's, it's not. You know, 
but but I it's I I think it's an answer I choose not to answer, <laughs> only because I have so many friends in the industry and you know and I love everyone's pizza. Okay. I mean, you know, I tried my best to make it to as and and the list is so long and I have yet to put a dent in it. Well, you never get out of here. That's yeah. the problem. Yep. So. And, and and you know, without having everyone's pizza. I don't okay. want to answer that question. All right. Well, what I'm, about yours? What's your favorite pizza spots? Um, well, not, say, you can't say me. Well, I, I will tell you that. Well, I'm not supposed to ask the questions, am I? No, but you can. <laughs> I mean, we, I mean, listen, I, you can. I particularly like um, for a slice, not a pie. Uh, this this Lindustry place in Williamsburg is. Yeah, friend of mine. Great stuff. It's. I mean, he's it's, doing some really, really amazing things over there. It is really unreal, and the guy is like super humble, and like he won't. You know, you can't ask him anything about his pizza. Even as another pizza person, you can't ask him about recipes or like he just. You know, he 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 pivots to soccer or whatever. So I I get that, um, and I think part of that is is in his humility. I don't think you know. I think that he just would rather talk non pizza. Um, and he's very thankful. Thanks for the compliments or whatever. No, um, I, I want to say is you know most you you ask most pizza guys, they don't want to tell you. <laughs> they don't. It's not it has nothing to do with humility. The, I'm sorry. But, yeah, I know, but they'll tell you, you know, whether I'm it, using domestic like, flour or, well, well, or imported well, you flour. You want to know something? Maybe it's just because it's proprietary. Well, not even so much that you know you constantly ask that question over and over and over again, and it's like. Mark, where do you get your tomatoes? I was like, I get them at the tomato store. Yeah. <laughs> where do you get your flour? I get it at the flour store. Why? You know, it's, it's you know. Well, and as you know, it's it's not so much, it has a very, it, a lot of it has to do with the ingredients, but it's also how you use, I think it's, it's more it, how you no, use it's them. It's more about technique. Yeah, it's more how it's you more use It's more about them. technique. So, you know, it, there's no secret really to it's, you know, but it, it it's more uh, of, I mean, there is some, it, it's, again, it's more technique than anything. All right. Well, since you asked, and I, and I wasn't going to ask you those questions, um, your pie is my favorite pie. Thank you. Um, and I'm not, and I eat a shit ton of pizza, and um, you know I'm in a pizza desert in Miami, and um, your pie is, and in Carroll Gardens, your pie is the best pie on the planet. So that's where I'm. I am with that, but. Uh, we don't need to talk about that. You already know that. Um, so, okay, now, 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 come with the fun questions because I want—I don't want to put you in a position where you have to not answer the questions. If you had to, there's worlds coming. To, Armageddon's coming. Are you? Are you, are you trying to backdoor? Okay. No, I'm not backdooring anything. Armageddon's coming, and you have to stock up on frozen pizza. If you had to pick a frozen pizza. And you're not going to offend anyone because most people that make frozen pizza, they're massive corporate corporations. So I don't, you know, and I'm going to, you need to answer this. What do you, what, what am I going to find in your freezer for pizza? And don't say your own and don't say some friend up the street. I don't want to hear that. I, to the, the common person, you're going to a supermarket. What are you buying? It, it's not a question that I don't want to answer. I, I don't think it's a question I can answer. I don't think I've ever had frozen pizza. God's honest truth. I don't think I've ever eaten frozen pizza. You're Not because I'm against it. Um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have a problem. I, I mean, I may have eaten 
Uh, I may have had it once. Okay, well, that's um, possible. I, and I really don't remember what it was, and it wasn't that bad, you know. Like going to a friend's house. Let's, I, I mean, you, listen, Carol Gardens is predominantly, well, it used to be predominantly Italian, still very. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm guessing there wasn't a lot of frozen food unless it was frozen it, leftovers. But, but no, no, it, like frozen pizza was never in my house. One, there was a pizzeria well, on every other corner, and um, my mom and my grandmother cooked at home. And, you know, the pizza, um, if my grandmother ever cooked pizza, it wasn't frozen pizza. It was pizza she made herself. Okay. But what about you? And never go you know, to a friend's I, house? I, I, no, I was never, you know, I, I, college, I was never like, I, I didn't go to college. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that's where a lot of, I've never, I don't think I've ever had frozen pizza. Maybe once. Okay. I'm striking out. I've had bad pizza. Yeah, I don't. We only talk like about like cafeteria pizza. pizza, which is probably frozen, frozen pizza. Yes. But you know, um, I don't know the brand. <laughs> okay, um, then let's. And, and it's not. That's not a. I, I. I. I'm not against it. It's not something I'm against. Okay, so um, this is a question I like to ask other pizza makers. You know, my mom made TV dinners sometimes. You know, and, and for us that was a treat. Yeah, that was a. That was like you know. That was a big treat for us as kids. Yeah, and by know. the way, so I, I- It was so fun to eat. Yeah, now let me ask you a question. Did you hit the dessert before you went to the to the entree? No. Or did you wait till the end? No, I waited till the end. I, you know, I can never end. do that. I always would go to the dessert. Because, you know, wait, it, but, but do you want to know something as far as the, the frozen, uh, the, the TV dinners go? Like, I wasn't a big apple, but most of it was apple pie, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah, but you correctly. had the brownie. You had the brownie, right? No, I never had the brownie. Come on. I never got the brownie. I, never, I didn't even well, know that. you didn't that. have a choice. It depends which one no, you got. No, for the most part it was, uh, and I think my mom probably purposely got the ones without dessert. Okay. Maybe, I don't know. Remember those cool aluminum trays? Yeah, and you know, but but the the photo, like, you know, you saw this. Beautiful am- meal. This amazing. <laughs> and then like, you know, there was some disappointment. But it, they were fun to do. TV dinners. And now Stouffer's owns that market. They, they, Swanson used to. And now, but they're not, you know, they're much different. The food that they, you know, the technology is great. I mean, you still, as opposed to eating fresh, um, you can't beat eating fresh. But if you have to in a pinch, those Stouffer's frozen foods are pretty good. Really? Yeah. I, I, I know, I know. You, you wouldn't be caught dead doing no, that. No, that's not true. I am not a pretentious eater. No, I know you're not. But- I am not. Like, you know, I did that TV show with David Chang, right? And, um, you know, there was this whole bit on, you know, he brought Domino's in here. Um, I've eaten Domino's. What I ate that day was a lot different than what I've eaten in the past. I mean, the, the original Domino's back, you know, I think about in the 80s or 90s, um, wasn't a bad pizza. It, it, it was, I, I think, uh, you know, um, it was very generic looking uh, from A to Z, but as flavor-wise, it wasn't that bad. Well, listen, I, I, I tell you- know, it, it, Again, if you could get past the generic look, you know, um, was it, this, um, no, it wasn't like amazing, but it wasn't that bad. You know, there's a reason why Domino's is Domino's, well, you know? Yeah, and I'll tell you what, and, and listen, as you know- I'm, I'm not a big fan of it now. I, I, I get that, but you, you not, have- not because again, because I, I just I prefer what they used to. Um, I think they worked on the generic look, and it changed the flavor of the pizza. Well, listen. To be fair, in 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 that business, I have. I mean, we can talk about it for days, but it is a super like like a McDonald's 
or a, a any like mass mass franchise chain that can have product consistency worldwide and have it taste consistent and be the same way. We're not talking about whether it tastes good, whether it tastes bad, whether because they're making a product they put in a box, which has you know they killed basically. Um, you know, cardboard boxes have killed more pizza than the Hitlers killed Jews in, in World War II. Cardboard is the worst enemy of of pizza. Okay, yeah, I mean, you know that. Wait, I'm trying to figure out what you... The, the, the point is Domino's has figured out and these big companies have figured out how to deliver a product, have it transfer in a cardboard box, and be edible. And it tastes the same in Korea as it does in Brooklyn. It That's... That's impressive in itself as a food operator. I'm not talking about a preference of whether we like that that product or not. That's impressive just from a restaurant standpoint. That's all, and that's why I, I, I like. That's where my respect comes from with with them. But uh, all right, so let's talk about non pizza restaurants. Other than growing up in the household that you grew up in, if you have to go out, what kind of what, what's your favorite type of food to go out for? That's a super tough question. I, 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 I love it all. I've, ex, you know, and, and due to my success here, that whole scene, you know, a lot of doors were opened for me. Um, I, I, I've eaten food all over the world, um, all different kinds. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to have some of the best chefs in the world cook for me. Um, well, I'm not, I'm not I asking. Am, I am, you know, pre-Lou Cali, um, definitely out of the box. Um, to say, do I have a favorite? A favorite type of food. Not a, not a chef or a restaurant. I'm asking you about a type of food outside of Italian food. Like, do you, is it Asian? Do you like seafood? Do you like like, like Mediterranean? Can you, can you pin, is there um, a type of restaurant? I, I wouldn't say a... a, a Maybe it's a certain form or, or, or type of food, not a, an actual, you know, like whether it's, I, 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 I have, I, my, my palate loves acidity. Okay. You know? Okay. But as, as you know, as, as far as a particular, no, I love it all. I mean, I really don't, I, you know, I know that sounds crazy. I really don't have, you know, a favorite cuisine. I don't. I mean... No, I don't. It, 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 it I'm kind of like a, you know, I, I, I'm a creature. I become a creature of habit. Like I'll jump in and, and I get really extreme. Um, not even so much jumping in. Like, you know, you know, one month I'm indulging on Italian food. The next month it's Asian food. The next month it's Indian food. After that, it's I go Mexican. You know, I, I, that's how I okay, am. Okay, so you're th- you're a thematic eater. Is that what they call it? No, that's what I call it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thematic. Thematic. Oh, thematic. Okay, you're driving into Manhattan tonight. You get hung up at a late meeting. I'm hitting up three, four restaurants sometimes in a night. Oh, that's great. So take me through because, a typical take uh, me through right. a typical night, I, and I want to hear the names of the places. Um. For example, the other night. Like the mood you're in. Like, yeah, okay, give me the other night. I hit up Lola. Okay. From there was Carbone. Okay. Sometimes I'll jump to the Beatrice Inn. Okay. You know, I'll go to Mamo. Um, 
and like this is all that's in just one, one night. night. I get yeah. that. It's that, that that's that's the Sometimes random I, selection for that night. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. again, I don't get out a lot, so I have to hit up three, four restaurants in a night. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know? get it. All right. It's like I told you, I'm an extremist. All right. Now, back to pizza. Outside of New York, and I and I, you know, I know that you won't. Can you give me a region within the United States that you think, outside of New York, that you think does a really good quality job on pizza like like if like you you could say to me i think they do a great job in boston for example or or and i know you travel a lot because you you know you do a lot of guest appearances and pop-ups um you recently did one in la Um, um to be honest with you one of the best slices that i have you know like like a regular new york slice right was in la that i've ever had Really? Yeah. Well, do you remember the name of the place? Yeah. Do you want to share it? It was Joe's. Really? Yep. And I don't like, I don't like because, you know, even my favorite pizzerias, um, four, maybe even three, three out of 10 times when I go there, do I get that ultimate slice? It's super inconsistent, Uh, especially successful pizzerias. You know, because you know, when when you're pumping pies out like crazy, it's it, it's it's something that's very hard. Like you know, that you mentioned with Domino's, it's something very hard. You know, to to be consistent. Even my pies, you know, throughout the night they change. Um, well, the oven temp. There's a lot of variables. Yeah, yeah there are a lot that. of variables, and you know, the pizza is always coming out different. Whether you know, then you're dealing with humidity and. and you know, not only the temperature temperature change of the of the oven, the temperature change of the restaurant. You know, they're, they're, but. I don't like recommending. No, I know you don't. I don't because you, you know. Again, many a lot of places are inconsistent. You no, know? I get that. And then you can go and not have that same experience I had, and then it could be like, ah, oh, Mark doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, and, and when I do recommend a place, it's like, yo, you, you need to go at least three, four times. You know, don't you know? Okay, so that's the, I, that's some the precursor. Of my, some of my favorite restaurants are like, you know, sometimes I don't. That dish isn't as good. Or wasn't as good as the last time, you know? Well, that's the problem when you have a high level of expectations and they're met and, and then you and go success. back. And yeah. like, no, success, you know, um, running a restaurant, running a pizzeria, you know, when it's successful, you know, and, and you want to, you know, you know, you want to use the freshest ingredients and, you know, it's, there are so many variables. I mean, I, I don't, totally discard a restaurant because I got a bad meal there one day. Whether it be a bad meal, bad service, you know, these things happen. Yeah, well, that's... You you know, know. uh, especially with service, you know. Restaurant owners, we, you know, especially, I want to be as hospitable as possible and I want my staff to be, but you never know what is like, you know, I had a friend call me who received a bad review a fellow restaurateur received a bad review from someone I knew, and they were like, you know, can you please take it down? Um, uh, the customer had a bad experience with one of the employees. And I happen to know this employee, and she's awesome. Now, I, I really don't know what happened, you know. Yeah. I kind of got, like, stuck in the middle of a, of a Yelp review, which I can't believe. Um, but you, you don't... It, if she was wrong, you know, you don't know 
what kind of day she was having. You don't know what's going on in their lives, you know, especially in, you know, now with COVID and, you know, you, you, you just don't know. And I, like I said, I, I would never write a restaurant off, you know, for one bad experience. Right. And by the way, I used to be, it's funny, I was guilty of that, writing a restaurant off before I got into the business, before I did my stint in the business. And then I, I, I completely evolved and changed my view, did a 180 on that. And I now yeah, have like, your approach. It's not like fair based on a single yeah, experience. You know, it's like, you know, someone could be having a bad day. You don't know what's going on in, 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 in their personal lives, you know, in their homes, you know. We all have bad days. All right. And well, and, you're, and, fair. and 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 listen, I, I know the last thing we want to do is start talking about these sites, but it, it it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, you're preaching. To the it, choir. That's a whole show. Yeah, you know, that you can uh, <laughs> like some of the things that have been put up and and really not to have a voice, or or even like you know the fact that you even have to take the time to. Respond to respond. It, it's like you know, uh, people really need to put a little thought, more thought into, and the reader needs to put a little bit more thought into what they're reading. It's funny because I think the readers because, because, now. Because, I think the readers do that now. Yeah, I mean, and you, you know, yeah, like, like I said, I remember. I remember in the very beginning, I was like, you know, I was so caught up in it, but. In the beginning, it is important, believe it or not, for a restaurant. You know, especially if, if like, you know, you, you do use so many sites as a resource. And I don't think reviews should be written until a restaurant's at least opened six months. And they're, you know, because a lot of people, especially in today's day and age, a lot of people are getting into the industry because it's there aren't a lot of options, you know, or, or ways to support your family. You know, the the uh, brick and mortar, I mean, you know, we all see what's going on, has pretty much been decimated. And you can no longer open up a lot of, you know, again, again something that I don't want to get too deep into, you know, but that's why I think we've seen such an explosion in the restaurant business because of what's going on in, in, in the world today, in America today. And, you know, people, people, well, myself included, you know, I was, I, I was never in the restaurant industry. I just decided to open up a pizzeria one day, you know, and, um, I think they need to be a little bit more careful about what they write. They're, they're, they're dealing with people's livelihoods. You know, yeah, you're, again, you're preaching to the choir and yeah. I, I mean, I had a very bad experience with that. Yeah. And, and you know, and it, it gives them, you, you know, people never had power now they have the oh, power they get off on it yeah they get off yep, on it yep and it's not right you know people get off of other people's misery yep miserable people yes get off on yes. other people's and that's misery. mostly what it is and i and i think people um are starting like as you mentioned before starting to realize it they read it with a grain of salt but the problem is even though they they you know if you see a restaurant with three stars and you look at it you know it could all be ex-employees that like, that's a whole yeah. That's you it's know. It's just it's, again. We, we don't. We don't. We're not. If we open Pandora's box, we're not going to be able to get out. Yeah, so I'm going to put yeah, a lid yep, on yep, that. Yep. 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 Um, yep. Let's. So. Um, let's not g give it the attention it doesn't deserve. Exactly. So 
Can we talk a little bit about the Lucali pizza? Um, we're not going to get into the ingredients. Um, you prefer to cook at a lower temperature um, in your oven. Um, and for people that love pizza, love making pizza at home, um, can you give, for, you know, for the layman, can you give your impression of the effects of the low, the low, the lower temp, and your product, like the effect that it generates, the low temp with your product in particular, you know. And I'm again, I'm not looking for 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 secrets. I just no. I mean, I so the, the people that are like trying to cook at home, at the, or the to, yes, to know yes, the yes, yes, yes. And you want to know something again? Due to my inexperience in making pizza, you know, as I mentioned before, I just opened up a pizzeria. Um, it was Adam Kuban. Uh, from Slice was yeah. that? Uh, yeah. Does he still have the site? I, I think he sold it, but he you know he still blogs. Who, who you know? Here I am. Um, I have Adam Kuban in my. I didn't know who he was. You know, I, I really didn't follow the food scene. You know, at that time, there really wasn't much of a food scene. You know, maybe there was, but again, I was totally oblivious to it. I was a construction worker. Um, it was Adam who pointed out to me that, you know, you, you need to check the bottom of the pizza <laughs> when you're cooking it, you know? <laughs> That's funny. I was like pulling the pie, hey, the pie looks done, right? Not realizing that the bottom was burnt to a crisp or it was completely raw. Right. You know? Um, so when cooking, when cooking pizza, especially at home, people need to take into consideration that you are cooking with two different types of heat. And you are cooking two different surfaces. You're cooking the top of the pizza and you're cooking the bottom of the pizza. In ovens, I mean, one of the biggest mistakes made is, you know, you're, it, it, it's, it's, it's a heat thing. And not preheating the oven, uh, especially if there's a pan, you know, if you're cooking on a, on a pizza stone or I prefer, you know, I, I've just started, you know, cooking pizza in the house, like regular Pizza, other than like, you know, the English muffin. I'm not talking about English muffin pizzas. <laughs> um, I prefer a metal tray. Um, steel, the steel sheet. Steel sheet. Uh, uh, I've used a baking pan turned upside down. Um, wh- whatever I was able to get my hands on. Something um, that retains heat. Yes. And, and, and it needs to be hot. And again, you, you need to be conscious. You, you need to adjust. You, you just need to understand you're cooking with two different heats. Right. Don't just throw it in the oven and assume it's going to cook surface and bottom the same. Yeah, that's and that's that's one of the things I know when I first started playing with the idea of getting into the pizza business, you know, not taking into consideration the ambient the ambient temp of the oven versus the floor temp. Yes. Um and you articulated it a lot better than I did. Nah, but yeah, but but look where it got me, nowhere. Um but <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. So um Okay, and what about the selection of ingredients? Uh, do you have things that you prefer um, in ingredients, and are there things that you like to avoid in ingredients? Just your these are no, your uh, personal uh, opinions. Uh, again, I think most people overthink it. Um, uh, again, I was really oblivious to the food scene. Um, I'll never forget when I first opened and all the articles started coming out and 
people were writing, you know, a lot of it wasn't true what they were writing as far as things that I was doing. Oh, he uses San Marzano tomatoes and he uses, you know, Caputo. And I was asking friends, well, what are these San Marzano tomatoes they're talking about? And I was told. <laughs> this is from the Italian. Yeah, right. <laughs> I grew up on Red Pack. I did. And, and most of the Italians in this neighborhood used Red Pack. Red Pack tomatoes out of California. Yeah, and, I get and it. Now, now, there's a reason why. Soil's a lot better. They, they treat the soil better. Listen, I don't, I, I don't know. But um, what, what, ha- what was happening was, you know, and so now I started questioning, like, what are these San Marzano tomatoes? And they're like, oh, those are the best tomatoes in the world. You know, they come from the San Mar- Marzano Valley in Italy and blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, well, what's this, you know, Caputo flower that, you know, that they say, I don't use Caputo. For, well, that's the best flower you can use. I was like, all right. I was like, listen, you know, that's me. I'm going to use the best of the best. So guess what? I switched to San Marzano tomatoes. And everyone was like, what did you do to the sauce? It, it, it's, it doesn't taste the same. <laughs> it, you, it was so much better. And what did you do to the crust? You know, the dough, the, it, it's not the same. If you change something, you should go back to whatever it was you were doing. So, you know, that all went out the window. You know, um, the, 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 this pretentiousness of, of ingredients, you know, just because it's from a certain place doesn't mean it's better. Just because it's from here doesn't mean it's better. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know if I heard correct, um, like the Italians kill for our wheat, our flour. You know, most of it, you know, what they're sending us is, you know, we're sending it there. They're yeah, processing they're, it and sending, sending it back. It back. Um, the whole San Marzano tomato thing, you know, I find out that the valley's two miles by two miles. Those tomatoes don't make it here. Yeah. It says it on the can, but it's like, you know, it's, it's they're from the San Marzano region, you know. Um, but I, I still do use an Italian tomato. I found one that I really like. Um, and, and I don't get caught up in the, in the smoke and mirrors. Um, Perfect example, you know, I'm sitting in Italy in this pizzeria, one of many that I went to, and, you know, I'm sitting with the food critics from the New York Times and, you know, all these big foodies, and they're like, oh, my God, this pizza is so incredible, and blah, 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 you know, they're going on and on and on, and I'm looking, I'm like, are they kidding me? And and, and finally, like, I had to open my mouth. <laughs> And what did you say? Uh, when and you I was like, guys, guys, are you serious? I says, listen, let's forget the smoke and mirrors, you know, the we're in Naples, you know, uh, uh, you know, here we are in Italy. And, and, and I says, let's really sit and talk about this pizza. And I dissected it. And they're like, wow, you're right. It isn't that good. <laughs> you know, and then I felt bad that I ruined their meal for them. Oh, well, you know what? At least they got they they got the honest approach. Yeah, and yeah. That, listen, I, I which I, is is very hard to do sometimes. But uh, you know, a dear friend of mine taught me to be brutally honest. A lot of people, um, especially restaurants, more 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 so than pizza, ask me to do tastings and and consult on the food in their restaurants. It's tough to tell a chef. It sucks. Yeah. There's no tap dancing around it. No. Because you're not helping the... Because, you know, by but lying you to someone, to you're not helping them. Because... You, exactly. Well, I appreciated that when I had my place. You were always brutally honest. Thankfully, I never got a brutal review from you. 
Um, okay. Final question. But I always wasn't brutally honest. And then, like, you know, a good friend, you know, um, I'm not sure if you've been yet to Red Hook Tavern. No. Bill Durney. And, uh, you know, and a lot of times, like, he's here, you know, and I'm working on certain dishes, and, you know, he tells me. And, and you know, I'll go, to, you know, I, I, I go to him because he is brutally honest, you know? Yeah, well, you know, listen, in today's society, by the way, People don't want to hear the brutal honesty unless they're trying to cancel you, right? People, yep. everyone, wants to, everyone wants to be PC, and that's look. I mean, this isn't about me, but that's everyone's harshest criticism of me is that I'm like, I'm super blunt. Yeah, and, and me, like, I don't ask. You know, basically, it's like, what don't you like about it? Tell me what you don't like. I don't want to hear what you like. I want to hear what you don't like about it. I can tell you one thing I don't like about your pizza is that I have to wait on goddamn line to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Excluding your home. You're in a faraway place. I, I don't care. What, uh, so we have Armageddon and now we have a faraway place. Yeah, we have a, far, we have a faraway place and Armageddon. You've been given notice at your last meal and you're not allowed to have access to a kitchen. I know there's a lot of precursors. Last meal. Big Mac. God damn, I love you, brother. I love you Big for that. Mac. That's see, that's brutally honest. Two Big Macs. Okay, oh, they, two and Big they Macs. Run a spe- yeah, I think they're running a special now. And no, you know, by the two way, two Big Macs. Not to get sidetracked, but the McRib is coming back nationally in December. I don't, I don't think I've ever had the McRib. Okay, well, uh, I don't again. know if I trust it. Uh, you know, <laughs> Big Mac. That's that's amazing. Big Mac. I love Big Macs. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Thank you for that. That is a brutally honest, and people don't get it. It's just something about it. It feels good. It makes you feel good. It's horrible for you, but it makes you feel good. It reminds me of childhood. Like, I, you know, I haven't had a Big Mac. Like, again, you know, again, at my age, you know, we need to start taking care of ourselves and stuff like that, and, you know, I haven't had a Big Mac, but um, I, I spent a lot of weekends cooking up in the Hamptons. Now, I, not we, they were one day trips, you know, I'd drive up, cook, and then drive back home. But um, I was taking my daughter on all these trips, which again, trying to get more quality time with her. And it was Big Mac after Big Mac after Big Mac. Right off the exit off, an, off of 495, right? Yeah. In Manorville. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it's Manorville. Exit. It was the exit seventy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's it the McDonald's a, right when you get off the road. There's right? a McDonald's off every exit, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but the one that you get off when you make the main drive yeah. before you head to. And like I says, I'm, I you know for the month it was like and and even when I was here, all right, let's go to McDonald's. So I eat McDonald's for a month and then I switch to something else. But but it's interesting to know the last thing that you'd have is a Big Mac. That's amazing. Well, Mark, I really appreciate you taking the time. That's it? We're done? That's it. We're done. We're done. Okay. A solid Olympic 10. Absolute zero. Food, finance, and politics, and basically whatever I want to talk about.